This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, December 17th, 2018. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Tip Jones is an entrepreneur, author, business coach, and speaker. This Bronx, New York native launched Pose Magazine in 2011 and served as the editor-in-chief. Her magazine featured personalities such as Gugu Atkins, Denise Duffield-Thomas, Layla Hathaway, Cece Winans, Nene Leakes, Michael Jai White, Fred Hammond, and the late Dr. Maya Angelou, just to name a few. In 2012, Pose Magazine won the Magazine of the Year Award at Full Figure Fashion Week. Now she has moved on to her passion, connecting women to create action plans for their personal and entrepreneurial success through her company, Tip Jones Global. Tip Jones Global provides business coaching, graphic design, web design, book publishing, local entrepreneur workshops, webinars, and island retreats. Her upcoming event, Envision, the Office Vision Board event, is January 13th, 2019 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's welcome Tip to the show. Hi. Thanks, Janice. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is long overdue, a long time in the making. Yes. (laughs) So when I was reading your long bio, I was shocked to see that in your youth, you overcame numerous suicide attempts. Now tell us about that and and your growing up. How how was that? Well, from ages 16 to about 23, um, secretly, I was trying to end it all. And I I felt the need to do so um, because I had obviously (laughs) convinced myself that I wasn't accomplishing what I set out to fast enough, well Mm -hmm. enough. Um, I wasn't looking the way I wanted to look. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel and you don't have to feel everything, right? Um, I wasn't feeling good every day, and I just felt that I would be worth more um, dead than alive, even though I didn't have any life insurance even then, um, <laughs> right? Like, I just I had convinced myself. And so what they called it was suicidal ideation, which is basically like being addicted to the thought of death, romanticizing it, and um, – it was around 2000, I guess 2002, 2003, um, that it finally came to light what I was mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, and unless you ask about that, I'm not going to bore you with the details. But essentially, I ended up getting six sessions of electroconvulsive therapy, aka brain shock, that really? reversed my thought process. Right. So it just like it was like playing <laughs> playing scramble, I guess, with um, with the the neurons 
Um, and so it wipes your memory clean temporarily. So at some point I was scheduled for 12 and by the sixth um, session, I was like, what, why am I here? I don't, I don't know how I got to this hospital. <laughs> so they were like, she can go. Um, and since then I just haven't, the short version is since then I pretty much have never been on another antidepressant, antipsychotic, and I haven't had any additional attempts. So it kind of saved my life. Wow. I did not know that about you at all. So how yeah. did you get to that point to where you got started in the industry specifically the plus size industry where you were encouraging other women to have confidence in their sales. How about that? Right. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in 2004, um, I moved from my mom's house in the Poconos to Baltimore. And the goal was for me to go ahead and become a correctional officer. I wanted to get into a career that I could stay in for a long period of time. Now, I've always been an entrepreneur. Like, I launched my first business when I was 13, so I've always been an entrepreneur. But I wanted some um, some guaranteed money, not the maybe money. And so um, I moved to Baltimore, got a little studio apartment, graduated from the corrections class, and started working this job. Um, while I was doing it, I realized, you know, I needed some supplemental income, of course, because I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm always looking for other opportunities. And um, I started bouncing at a nightclub. So now I'm a bouncer at a nightclub um, doing basically moonlighting. You're not supposed to do that, by the way, and being a correctional officer. Um, mm. And I remember I was doing security for um, for Kirk Franklin and Mary Mary at Morgan State. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my associates came to me with a flyer and says, please, 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 Tiffany, can I please go? To, I just want to leave so I can go to this this model casting. Right, and I was like a model caster. She's like, "Yeah, please." I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, I got you." So she leaves, but she leaves the flyer. And while I'm looking at this flyer, I remember like going over it in my head. Over, I said, "You know, I really want to get in touch with my feminine side." My mother taught me how to be a woman, but I never really got into that lady likeness part, that side of me. So I figured, Mm -hmm. you know, a little runway class would help me learn how to walk in heels. I'm almost 26 years old, and I don't know how to walk in heels. And so um, (laughs) I reached out to the email address. They told me to come for this model call. I go to the model call, this runway class. I don't remember what it was. I go to it, and um, funny thing is, I cuffed my pants to put on the high heels and ended up falling flat on my face just for everybody. Uh-oh. To know. <laughs> so, because I'm trying to do that high step thing that they do on the runway, and the heel got caught in the other pant, and it was just, it was a mess. And so they looked at me and they said, We want you for the fashion show. And I'm like, Fashion show? I don't know how to walk in heels. They said, yeah, we'll teach you. We'll teach you at the hotel. They were like, you look so unique that we want you to come. And so it was at that moment that I adopted the moniker Unique Beauty. Fast forward, that same group of girls or group of women, they they called me one night after I had been working all night, all night at the club. They say, hey, listen, we need you to go to this other model call. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I go to this other model call, and it was for Monique's Fat Chan. Ah. So that was and your I was second model call yeah. ever. Ever in life. And I ended up being the only one selected from Baltimore. The 2,500 girls, I was the only one from Baltimore. And so I get to L.A., and the rest essentially is history. That's how I got into the plus industry. Wow. So you started off in a major way. 
I guess so. I mean, to simplify my answer to your question, doing that is what encouraged me because I remember standing there with Monique in like doing one of our rehearsals or whatever for the show. And she said, she said, why are you, why are you getting so frustrated? I said, this is not naturally me. She said, I knew that when you auditioned that it wasn't naturally you, but you wanted something that wasn't naturally you. So you're going to be that you're going to do that. And we're going to go ahead and get this done. And then she says, well, what's making you so emotional? And I'm like, I'm two years away from my 27th suicide attempt. Like, I just can't believe that I'm even here. And she was like, well, first of all, promise me you'll never do that shit again. (laughs) Excuse me. Right. (laughs) And and then she went on and um, she just so, she she poured into me for about five straight minutes. And I was like, you know, I want to have that impact on somebody else. I want to do that for somebody else. And for those listening that that not it's not familiar with the show or came into the industry a little later, Monique, the comedian and actress, had a plus size pageant that was nationally televised on WeTV, and so um, Tip was a part of that production. So early in her career, she got national exposure. So when you got that national exposure and people started to know who you were. Is that when you decided to launch Pose Magazine? Not at all. <laughs> nope. Um, I was asked by Gwen DeVoe if I was interested in doing her Plus Academy in Charlotte. When she found out I was in Charlotte, she was like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And so I, um, I said, of course, I would love to. Um, and it was the second, like, installment of the of Plus Academy Charlotte um, that I said, well, you know, I want to kind of put together a mock magazine for the playbill of the grand finale of Plus Academy, Charlotte. And so I spoke with my graphic designer, and I said, so can you put together um, this mock magazine? And he was like, sure, what do you want to call it? Seeing how we were training models, um, we both agreed Pose was awesome. And so we went with that, and it was just it was just supposed to be like this sample make-believe magazine. Um, and that's when we had Madeline Figueroa Jones on the cover. And the rest of that is history. So it was never planned out. <laughs> never planned. And, and so Pose Magazine, I think, was a really well put together magazine. The look was just like a magazine off the news shelf. And for you to be doing that specifically for the Plus community was awesome. Because there are a lot of people doing content, but yours was really polished, really up to industry standards with the magazine. Now, what's the status of Pose Magazine now? Because you discontinued it, right? Yes, it's completely closed. No chance of it ever coming back? There was until um, the show. What? Repeat that? (laughs) There was a plan until the show came. What show? The show pose. The show pose. Oh, wait, is is this something new? Because I don't remember the show pose. Okay, so if you go to... um, Who's doing that show? It's on right now. Oh, um, oh, I know what you mean. I thought -hmm. thought you had a show, but you mean the show with the transgenders. The transgender show. Correct. Got it. And the the um the brand confusion is is I've I've gotten a lot I got a lot of phone calls when it was debuting. Like, are you affiliated with it because the logos are so similar? Got it. Got it. 
So mm-hmm. what challenges did you face in the plus size industry that made you change direction of your company and your brand? Because as we have been talking about, your start was in the plus industry. You did several things. You even had some companies, clothing lines that we haven't discussed. And then you just completely did a 360. And I think you kind of removed yourself from the plus industry in a way. A little bit. Um, I found that if, well, I have to be frank. Um, Please. Pose is a, <laughs> a lifestyle publication. And we were covering more than just style, fashion, and self-esteem. Um, we were interested in, in tapping into the various facets and complexities of a plus-size person. And that's just one, one sliver of their life is being plus-size. They have all these other dynamics that make them colorful. And we wanted to tap into that. And that required approaching their lifestyle in a colorful way. And what we found is nobody was reading it. Now, how did you Nobody find that? So, so of course, you know, you're, you're watching your insights, your data, your metrics, um, and we knew how long someone stayed on the magazine, how many people stayed on the magazine versus how many people were liking a cover photo. Magazines are expensive to create, and on the level that we were doing it, um, it, was, it was incredibly expensive, uh, and we weren't going to water down our content or our covers especially um, and not invest well if we wanted to give the, you know, have the right impact. Um, but we realized we were impacting in-house, but we weren't making an impact industry um, on the industry. It just, it, our content wasn't mattering and it became a futile effort. Hmm. So do you think that sometimes the plus size industry asks for things, but then don't support it? I think that's, that could be true about any industry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. So but, um, the other part of your, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, what you were going to say? The other part of your question about how I basically removed myself from the plus size industry is not because I didn't, ident- I still identify obviously as plus size. Um, but the industry has become so very saturated and the superstars have already been um, assigned to the industry and it's it's not really much of a level it, it once was a level playing field I guess like when when you guys started with your show in 2006 same year that I actually was on Monique's Fat Chance same year that Plus, Plus Model Magazine was established like there was a level playing field where everyone was finding their niche getting in it and working it to death right now we're 12 mm-hmm. years 12 years later and we have our celebrities we have our superstars and um there are greater barriers to break through. Um, there are, there's this, I don't really know how to refer to it. Um, it's like, okay, I'm used to going to this restaurant. I'm going to keep going to this restaurant. I don't care if you open up another restaurant. This is, this is my favorite. This is what I'm going to do. And I realized that that existed, mm-hmm. magazine like that existed, and I was okay with everyone going to that restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was okay with it. So you don't think it's room for everybody? You don't think it's room for everybody to succeed? Oh, absolutely. But you you have to know when when your time is up. I hear that. In a particular area. You just got to know. You know, it's it's when you got to pull a Jay-Z and be like, I'm retiring. 
you know. Um, yeah. And then if you choose to come back, you come back, or you come back differently. I chose to come back differently. So a magazine is in the work. It's just not posts. So you came back differently, and you came back with Tib Jones Global. Now tell me about your company that you created for women entrepreneurs. Uh, so Tip Jones Global is the overriding company of um, about five or six different subsidiary companies. It allows me to spread my wings and not feel like my wings have been clipped um, because I'm multifaceted. I'm multi-talented as as most of the women that I ever come in contact with. And so instead of pigeonholing myself, I decided, you know something, if I want to do workshops and retreats, I'm going to do it under this leg. If I want to have an online directory, I launch ownhers.com. If I want to do web design, I have Tip Jones web design. If I, so I have these different, different facets that allow me to provide a one-stop shop for women entrepreneurs. So let's talk about some of the brands under your company umbrella. Um, first, you mm-hmm. mentioned Own Hers. So tell me about that brand. So Own Hers is the online uh, directory for businesses owned by her. It was birthed out of an absence, a gap that I found when I was trying to find women entrepreneurs or women-owned businesses to support when I have my events. I wanted to go to one place, Shanice, one place where I could find my caterer, my graphic designer, uh, my event planner, um, the software that I wanted to use for whatever I was going to be doing. I wanted a one place, and I couldn't find it unless I was a part of an organization, whether that's being a part of a sorority, being a part of a national council, that required a large fee for you to have access to their database of vendors or suppliers. And I said, well, mm. what would it be like if we, the community, like the community at large, um, who have a desire to spend our money with women-owned businesses could go someplace for free, like Yelp, go someplace for free and see other a whole bunch of women-owned um, businesses in various industries and just click, do the research, find out if they have good reviews or not, um, learn all about them, see their video clips, pictures, bios, everything in one space. We don't have to go back and forth to their websites. We don't have to look at their Facebook. All that's actually in, right there for me. And I can decide on the spot whether I want to do business with this um, this specific vendor. I didn't find it, so I created it, and that's ownhers.com. And another one of your brands is Ganny Pie. Am I saying that correctly? You are. Now tell me about that. So Ganny Pie Media and Publishing, um, and I'll get to the name in a second, but when I launched my book, um, Get on the Seventh String Scene, I decided – this, it makes sense to have my own publishing company because people keep asking me about helping them publish their books. I have excellent proofreaders and copy editors, ghostwriters, and I have them in my wheelhouse. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, well, let me offer it as a service. Um, the Ganny and the Pie. Ganny is my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, and Grandma Pie is my husband's maternal grandmother. So if you were to go to GannyPie.com, you would actually see a picture of our two grandmothers there. And so it's just part of our legacy and just honoring them. Nice. Nice. So if somebody is listening and wants to publish a book, what's the first step to do it through you? Do you have to have stuff already written or you just come to you with the outline? Um, it depends. 
um, most of the folks who have reached out to me who just have an outline are not prepared for the level of consultation that they're going to receive from Tib Jones Global because basically they'll go from Ganny Pie to um, the consulting studio because now we have to consult you on what you're trying to achieve with your with your book. If you have your manuscript, then you're going straight to Ganny Pie. We take care of it. So now tell me about the consulting studio. What does what do you do with that brand? So that's my um, that's my flagship brand. Uh, I've had the consulting studio for 13 years, and it started because I I kept being asked questions about launching a business, um, and so I coach and I consult um, startups and midlife businesses on how they can really um, go to their next level, whatever that is. What's unique about the consultant studio, Shanice, though, is um, we deal with the mindset a lot. And so it's been confused with life coaching. When I, I'm strictly aiming to help you make a crap load of money in your business and create a, you know, really, really get known in your niche. Um, but I have to get past, we have to get past a lot of those mental blocks those um the the negative self talk um the chips on the shoulder, the things that mom, dad, papa, and them actually told you about you and you believed um because you were impressionable, and now you're fighting through those things, trying to make sense of your gifts and your talents and your skills um and so I become the mediator between that person's negative self talk and that person's desires to be their own superstar. And that's what the consultant studio successfully has done. Now tell me about one more of your brands. Tell me about the confidence university. Wow. So confidence university, um, that was the brand initially that I had planned to host all of my retreats and workshops. Um, it is now converted over to, um, an online campus that will come open in 2019 where I'll be able to, significantly impact uh, the mindsets of women and women entrepreneurs um, through a systematic approach opposed to them having to have basically fairly costly one-on-one coaching. Um, They'll be able to go in there, sign up for a course, uh, and move through it um, in a self-paced way. Um, I actually got some flack about calling it Confidence University uh, by some some very successful women entrepreneurs, uh, they said, mm-hmm. well, if I'm already successful, why in the hell would I want to go someplace that is basically suggesting that I'm not confident? I said, why mm-hmm. do you have to be lack confidence to go to Confidence University? Why You don't go to the gym only because you're out of shape. You go to the gym to maintain your health, right. your right. fitness, right? So why wouldn't it be something that you – you don't go to church because you don't believe Right. That's not the only time you go. Um, and so Confidence University intends to be a place where you can, you know that you're about to take on another challenge. Shanice, you've been doing what you've been doing successfully for many, many years, and your goals, I'm sure, are grossly large. And sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, girl, you really going to do that? You can't do that. <laughs> and you got to, like, you know, you got to, you got to, like, do that, do that, uh, kick you know, kick yourself in the own butt, like, girl, you know, yeah. look at your track record. You know you can do this. And so you got to pump yourself up. Right, exactly. And But sometimes the goal is so big. Like, imagine you're trying to 
you're, you're like you're thinking about getting investors. You're you're about to talk to venture capitalists for the brand that you've built over the last twelve to fifteen years, which you've never considered. You self-funded. You've done everything. You built the brand on your back, and now you're like, I need an influx of money. I need an infusion of about five hundred thousand dollars. You're like, yeah, but I can't wrap my mind around it. And I don't have anybody around me who's ever done it to give me the inspiration, the education, um, and the information to do it. That's what Confidence University is there for. Nice. Now, you have a big event coming up, uh, the second annual Envision, the ultimate vision board event. Now, tell me about this event that's coming up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Yes. Envision um, is happening January 12th, and... This is the, I call it, I say it's ultimate because it goes way beyond your typical grab your poster boards, get some magazines, this isn't a glue stick. Like, we're going way beyond that. Um, the first half, of, it's a full day event, so it's from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm bringing in caterers, which I always do. Got to fill your belly before we yes, try to get We like to eat. <laughs> and it better be good. Um, right. So the, fir- the first half of the day, that morning portion from about 8 to 12, um, we want to disengage the stuff that has distracted these great, powerful women from achieving what they've been wanting to achieve over the last month or last 12 months, right? you got to leave your stuff at the door. So we're going to go through like a detox process, um, through some conversations and some activities. Then we're bringing in, some, we're bringing in a few speakers, um, including the previous mayor of Charlotte. We're bringing in um, – No way. Yeah, we were bringing it. She just she just left her um left as mayor last year. Um, mm-hmm. Her name is Jennifer Roberts, so we're bringing her on. We have um, someone who's going to do some music for us, really setting the tone, setting the mood um, for opening yourself up to your goals. Like everything that you had to face before you got to envision, you don't have to face it when you leave. You're just going to be stronger and have on more armor. Um. So that first half of the day, we're really pouring in. And then the second half of the day, um, we're starting off with Ask and Own Her panel, where you get to really ask all the crazy questions that you've been wanting to ask somebody, but either you're afraid to or you don't know anybody who's worth you asking because they don't know. Um, we're going to have all these successful entrepreneurs on the panel. Then um, towards the end of the day, we're going to actually do the vision boarding. And it's unique and that we're not doing, again, one of those big poster boards, they're going to have, like, 11 by 14 um, size sheets. Um, they'll be linked together. They can get as many as they want. And on each sheet can have a different focus, health and fitness, um, money and finance, relationships and love. Um, that way it's something easy that they can grab and they can focus on. I don't know about you, but I look at my vision board every day because I have it in my closet. Well, so, guess what? I've never made a vision board in my life. Well, you know something? You must have a photographic memory, honey, because it appears that you have envisioned many things and accomplished just what you set out to. It's all in my head. Yep. (laughs) And that, you know, that's that's okay. But there's something very powerful about seeing it. So you write affirmations. You put them on your mirror. You. You put photos of what you want to accomplish. And folks have two. I've literally manifested 80% of what I put on my vision board last year. Really? Really. Hmm. And I wasn't a vision. I wasn't a, and I'm using air quotes, I wasn't a vision boarder. Mm-hmm. 
But I saw so the manifestation were. happen. Oh, yes, ma'am. From the house to the car to the to the laptop to the vacations to to traveling. I put in 2016. I put on my vision. I did a vision board. Um, someone else's vision board party, and I I found a little um, little piece from some magazine that said travel for free. Mm-hmm. And I cut it out and I put it on the vision board. I've been traveling for free for two years. Mhm. Well, I need to put that on. I need to make one and put that on mine. Yeah, almost eighty eighty five percent of my travel is is all expense paid. Nice. So, mm-hmm. are there any tickets left for your um, vision board event? Because I saw on online you said the tickets were low. Yeah, nine. We have nine left. Okay, so if you're listening to this, you better hurry up and get it. And this is an annual event that you do every year? Yes, ma'am. And so where are tickets available for purchase? Where can you get them? Envision.tipjones.com. So what is the ultimate goal for your career and brand? Because, like, we've talked about about 10 different things you have. You know, you start businesses and you do things really well in a lot of areas. So what is your ultimate goal? Thank you for that question, Shanice. I've never been asked it. So, so thank you for that. Um, my ultimate goal, um, Tip Jones Global should be, should be the final destination for women-owned brands where they can go there and they can get everything they need from start to finish the one part the one area that I've yet to tap into and it's mostly because I haven't experienced it yet so I can't coach on it I can't teach on it is exiting your brand selling Mm -hmm. it um so it's going to take me a couple decades because I don't plan to exit anytime soon but hopefully I'll be able to bring on some staff in the next 10 years um that have had that experience where they've sold their brands and we can add that to our repertoire but the ultimate goal of Tip Jones Global and all of its brands is to be a one-stop, truly a one-stop shop for women-owned businesses from the from now, the conceptual phase all the way to exiting. Now, what if men want your help? You're not into helping the men? <laughs> Just nope. women only. Yep. I've tried, guys. I've tried. Nope. <laughs> well, nothing nope. wrong with that. So, well, the only man I really do help is my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? You know I do. I know you and do. It's an event. You know I do, girl. <laughs> and it is called it is called Emerge. And it is the Lux Island Retreat happening January twenty third to January twenty ninth, twenty twenty on the enchanted island of Puerto Rico. Nice. Oh, yeah. And only 12 I, only 12 women can go. And then I heard you briefly mention that you're going to come back out with a magazine, but a different type yeah, of magazine. Sort of, yeah, I sort of slipped that in there, yeah. But it's too soon to talk about that. No, I'll tell you anything. What do you want to <laughs> so, know? <laughs> what 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 this magazine is going to be about is not you're not coming back with a plus size magazine I know so what's the the brand direction? Um, 
taking everything that I already do, putting it into a, a publication, the written word, the one-stop shop for women who own businesses. That's the direction. Well, that makes sense. So you have your hands full. I think you like to be busy. You like to have like 10 things going on at one time. Got to have the place twirling in the air. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, my life is my life has been um has been like that ever since um I recovered from the suicidal ideation. Oh, okay. So you just like to keep busy twenty four seven. Well, I like to, well Shanice, I like to keep busy, but I it's not so much about the busyness because you know, you could actually <laughs> you could be busy and getting nowhere. That's true. Um, you like, like to be productive. productive. Yeah, I like to be really productive. And when I don't feel productive, I don't feel, um, I don't know, I, I just feel loose. I, I don't feel like I have things in order. I need to be productive. Mm-hmm. I need to know that my time spent here on earth um, was spent in a valuable way, that I, I left some kind of mark. I had some impact on someone, someplace, somewhere. And if I don't constantly, like, in a few years, Shanice, we're going to be tired. Like, we're not going to want to mm-hmm. work this hard anymore. Mm-hmm. And while I have the energy um, and the mental capacity to do so, you know, I'm shooting all my bullets. I hear that. So <laughs> tell us your official website and social media pages so we can keep up with all of your projects and brands. Tipjones.com, T-I-P-J-O-N-E-S.com, on Instagram at I am Tip Jones. And are you on Twitter? You know I am, but I'm not really all that active. Don't no, don't smack my wrist. <laughs> I, I can't seem to get with it. It's been many years now. I'm just like I don't prioritize Twitter. No, that's so okay. When I that's on okay. Instagram, what I share on Instagram ends up on Twitter, but it's tip underscore Jones. Somebody took my eye in tip Jones. Got it. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure speaking with you and continue success with everything you have going on. You know, I support everything that you do. You sure do. Thank you, Shanice. Thank you for this opportunity. All right. And enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest this evening, Tip Jones. Make sure if you're in the Charlotte area, you attend Envision, the Ultimate Vision Board event coming up this January. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.